Mm-hmm. So, like, December is like our crazy time of the year. And then at the end of December, you know, I, did, I took a little vacation. So I just, you know, just started back to my routine, you know. <laughs> You're just kicking off your year? Just kicking off my year right now, man. Everything. Dietas y todo. <laughs> nice. Go to Frank. How's it going, everybody? Frankie and Chinook again with another episode of No Father, No Problem. Frankie, welcome back, dude. You were on vacation for uh, you were on vacation for one week, but it was two episodes. Uh, I did. I did. You know what? Uh, I my hats off to you. I could not spend that much time with my kids. <laughs> I at Disneyland, bro. At Disneyland, um, and I don't know how you did that, dude. Another I, city, you know. Took my kids to Orlando, bro, and oh my god. <laughs> Why you don't like Disneyland here? Uh, no, I do not. I, I don't like Disneyland anywhere. <laughs> I, I took them for the team, you know. <laughs> Your kids wanted to, dude. Kids love Disneyland, brother. I, I don't know what is it about that place, man. And it, you want to strangle everybody, you know, the characters, everybody. Bro, it, it, it's um, I, you know, I I do like it. I just can't go too much, you know. There's yes. there's motherfuckers that have a uh, like a year pass. They buy that yearly pass for like two thousand dollars or whatever the fuck it costs. Yes. it's expensive to go to Disneyland. Oh homies. yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's expensive. Real quick, uh, um, I was saying, uh, saying Frankie, yes. thank, you know, my hats off, Martin Moreno. Thank you for joining us. Oh, no, of thank course, you for bro. joining thank us. Veteran, veteran. Yeah, veteran. I don't want. I, 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 I didn't forget to introduce you. I was ah, gonna get to good. that. It's all good. Martin's yeah. with us. So yes, everything's freaking expensive there. Everything is the parking, oh. food, the whole ch- and and look, don't get me wrong. Like I said, like I go, uh, I usually go to around the holidays, right after yes. like uh, Halloween when they get it all. You know, like they got the haunted mansion up with the uh, with all the Nightmare Before Christmas and and the whole chingaderas all. You know, the the small worlds yes. all lit up and all the lights. You know, I mean, we're fucking up the planet, but it looks beautiful <laughs> and uh, everybody's in a great fucking mood. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie and say that I don't enjoy it, but I don't know that I could go fucking all day every day. Like I said, there's people that get a pass in there. Let's go to Disneyland. Let's go to Disneyland. Let's go to Disneyland. All, all the new couples do that shit all oh, the time. Man. And if you have kids, you know, like I said, you can't deny the kids Disneyland. I agree. All the new couples do that. I've been married for over 20 years. My wife and kids all the passes. I don't. And they know not even to ask me to get the pass. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to see the dad. They're just sitting there. You know what I mean? If they, if they were to sell beer, like at different stands. They do. If I, oh, a little bit more. A little bit more. Okay. If I can pay another hundred bucks to get to the front of the line, I would. I would pay extra for that time I don't spend in line. I hate lines. I freaking hate them, dude. I think you could do the VIP experience where you get like a guide that takes you around and you do get to cut the lines. You go in through, you don't necessarily cut, but you go in through the handicap, uh, which which is like a lot quicker. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people, you know. Uh, well, I guess there is a lot, but there's a lot less handicapped people in Disneyland than able-bodied people. So you do get through a lot quicker, and, but it is, you do have to pay, I forget how much it is, but you could bring like 10 people or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but you, 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 I mean, if you're balling like that, fucking handle. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's why I don't go, I'm not balling like that. <laughs> you know? So you were out in Florida. In Florida, yes. Uh, how long were you there? For a week. And at Disneyland for a week? Yes, we did. Uh, well, there's four parks. There's four parks, four Disney parks. Yeah. So we did four parks in a week. And uh, I golfed on, the, on Wednesday and I uh, did our Orlando Magic game. 
Nice. Other than that, though, I wanted to, you know, <laughs> just go losing it up there, man. But then you got kids. You didn't have to do the whole Disneyland thing when I you got were a, younger. My son's 20. He, he actually turned 29 today. He turns oh, 29 oh, today. Cool. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hooter. Yeah. Um, today's the 16th. Uh, I don't know when this will come out, but today's the 16th. Uh, anyway. Uh, when he was little, obviously, you know, did, did all the, all the pedo, you know, uh, we did a lot of Dodger games. We did, uh, camping. We did, we didn't necessarily just do amusement parks per se. Uh, and we did used to go camping at least once a year, uh, every year when he was like, you know, from when he was like, God, Chad, I can't remember. What's your camping spot? nine. What's that? What's your camping spot? Sequoia. Sequoia. Oh, that's real camping. Yeah. 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 That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to put your food in the bear box and, and, uh, you know, I, I went and I didn't know, you know, my family, I went camping when I was in sixth grade and that was my first experience to camping and I, you know i was a kid from you know the, the hood that we didn't know nothing about no camping and um i don't think my dad would have survived in the woods you know yeah. he, was, he was he was in one of them yeah dudes. you know that all we know is camping we grew up in east l.a we go to azusa and there's a campground there camp williams and and there's like two campgrounds there pudding stone i think yes. is up there too you go and you camp there, and then you know the girls wake up and they're like, "Oh, I feel dirty. I'm gonna go home and take a shower." Like, what do you mean going home? Yeah, <laughs> I live 30 minutes. I'll be right back. Nice. Everybody hungry? I ordered a pizza. That's not real camping if you order a pizza, right? <laughs> but you know what? That would have still been cool to do. Like, I never, like I said, I went with my sixth grade class. They take you on a camping trip, and we went to Red Rock Canyon out there by the Mojave Desert somewhere. Um, we it was all the sixth grade classes. Uh, they took, people took tents, sleeping bags. I remember I was hanging out with all the, the couple other, of the Baisa kids <laughs> and, uh, we got our sleeping bags and we thought we were all bad, dude. We, we'd never gone camping before and we didn't have a tent. All we had was sleeping bags. I remember my parents sent me with Campbell's soup, bro. Yeah. Like instead of a cup of noodle, because yeah. you know, people boil the, yes. they, they, they said send soup, they send Campbell's, bro. I'm sitting there, everybody's eating the cup of noodle. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, how am I like, going to eat this? Like, yeah, like I didn't have an opener. I had nothing, bro. And uh, and then one of the teachers, I remember Mr. Uh, Mr. Garcia was like, hey man, I got, I got an extra, I got an extra, f- some food, you know, eat, eat this. so I, I was, they, they hooked me up. And I remember we went and we went away, me and the dudes went away from the campsite and we found this like little cave, you know, and we found this little cave and we're like, oh dude, we'll set up right here, you know, aquí ponemos bien chingón, it's fucking gonna be badass. Bro, that shit got dark as fuck. <laughs> yep. We saw a freaking owl up there. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, were yeah. scared, bro. We're like fucking, we came back to the campsite. And that teacher let us kick it in the tent, bro. We, it was a bunch of us, and he let us kick it in the tent. Uh, but again, we were just like so out of our element. And then I never camped after that until I was an adult. So, I mean, I would take, I would take Hooter camping and we're lucky, we're lucky to be in one fucking piece, homie. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember we'd go on trails and the first rule is stay on the trail. Yes. Don't get off the trail. And I remember we're like looking around and we're like, hey man, look at that shit over there. And next thing you know, we're walking through the middle of the woods and before you know it, it starts getting dark. We can't find the trail. Yes. We can't, and now after a while, that shit all looks the same. Yeah. And, and, and those are some deep woods over there, man. Bro, those I mean, are some bro. deep woods. And then you start hearing noises. You swear it's a bear. 
You swear it's a oh, fucking some kind of wild animal, bro. And I'm like, I'm there with kids. You know, I'm there with my son, his cousin. And uh, this girl I was dating at the time, she was a camper. And she's actually the one that turned me into uh, onto the camping. And uh, But, yeah, we, dude, it was, uh, That's like, real like camping. I said. When you yeah. go up that, that deep, I remember years, was it uh, 15, 16 years ago, my kids were younger. We took them camping to... Um, what were you saying? Sequoia. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you go up there, you, you have the, the big metal boxes to put your food in, mm-hmm. and that's when that shampoo herbal essence came out, and it smells like berries. Oh, They go, shit. and they go, the, the girls take a shower, and they all come out, look, it smells like berries. I go, I'm not sleeping in your tent, yeah, man. Killed, man. You, you know? you're, you're hors d'oeuvres right now, you know? Bro, you see, yeah. those, you see those pictures that they have, like where the bears tear open the car, like they destroy a car. For a snicker. For a for a chapstick, yeah, homie. like because the chapstick smells sweet, they think there's something in there. Once a bear gets a hold of human food, dude, fuck the berries. He's like, fuck these blueberries. Yeah. This is bullshit. I want that Campbell yeah. soup that Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I can open that shit in here, here, motherfucker. I got a claw for that shit. That's funny. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, for me, I. Uh, uh, the only camping I had as a kid in, uh, in middle school, that was the junior high school. Mm-hmm. They took us to Camp Hollywood Land in the Hollywood Hills. Okay. But it was more like a racial experiment. A because, racial experiment? Yes, because uh, there was, uh, like I say, like uh, a school bus full of one race. We were from East LA. Uh-huh. Then they had a, a, a school bus full of like brother kids, a school bus from the Valley or something, like white kids and Asian kids. And they just put us all together. And uh, it was mostly like uh, to see what would happen or something, you know? Like uh, to get. How old were you guys? In middle school, like middle seventh school. or eighth grade. Really? But I remember like the, we're having all these groups and they were intermix everybody, and like what do you what, what are the negative negative things you hear about each other you know and like what kind the of meshing fuck? everybody yeah, in you know shit. Was Who cool. did this? Uh, LAUSD. <laughs> wow, really? that's a hell of a I've freaking. Never heard what that. year was that? Eighties, uh, like eighty nine, maybe no, eighty nine, probably like eighty seven. 87. Yeah, so that was only camping, but in, in the Hollywood Hills, it's not really camping, you know? It's like no, a little no. campsite there called uh, Glamping. Camp, camp Hollywood Land, you know? Wow, that sounds like a crazy time. I wonder what they did with that information. Right. I wonder who paid for that. That sounds like it was some kind of study. And uh, th- 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 your whole middle school went or just your class? Just like a school bus size, you know? like a... How'd they pick you guys? Uh, well, I was kind of like a nerdy kid. <laughs> How many uh, priests were there? Let me help. Let me bathe you, Frankie. You look, <laughs> real, you look filthy. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't really camping. I'm already baptized. though you're not. Don't no, that wasn't yeah, real. That was to be bathed again. <laughs> Here's a snorkel. SpongeBob. <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't really camping, you know, because it, it, there was air conditioning and heaters and oh, okay. cafeteria food, you know. Well, they wanted just... to keep their boys nice and fresh, you know. Um, I went to, um, I used to go to Catalina Island. Uh, on a, there's a campsite right there on one side of the island. And I used to work at UCLA back in the day. And they used to take the kids that had heart disease. Yes. They'd take them to a place called Camp del Corazón. And I used to, since I used to work there, I knew the people that ran it. And uh, uh, they asked me to volunteer as a counselor, so I went over there. And um, it was a bunch of kids with uh, uh, congenital heart disease, so a lot of them had, like, scars on their chest, you know. And they would go to, so they lived with, like, 
so the the way it got started, the dude that uh, it was like this pediatric cardiologist. Yes. And he had this little patient. He's had this little boy who was born with a fucked up heart. He cut him open and he fixed him, and the kid lived was uh, living like a normal fucking life. And so he asked them to, when he went, he got older and he went for a, for a follow-up visit. He, you know, when you take off your, your shirt and you put on the robe, uh, the kid was like, you know, um, I guess I don't know, like a teenager at this time or a little bit before teens. And, uh, you know, you're self-conscious. Yes. I mean, you're self-conscious. At that. There's more there's fat boys swimming with t-shirts at the pool, right? Guilty. And so, no, don't tell me you do that. Come on, bro. Now you just look like you're in a wet t-shirt contest, And I win. I win every time. With tits. Bro, que te valga madre, bro. Fuck it. It's yours, bro. You're not going to get a six-pack. You got two tecates in front of you, homie. And it's not even noon, dog. Own the chichis, you know? Own them, bro. Own those motherfuckers. All right. Next time. <laughs> so, so the so the kid uh, he tells him put on the gown, and the kid put on the gown, and after he put on the gown, he took off the t-shirt, and then the doctor's like, well, that's fucking weird. So he starts examining. He sees he's got this fucking scar, and he's like, hey man, when you change for PE at school, how do you? And the kid was like functioning like a normal child, except he's got this fucking scar, and he's like, he's like, how do you change for PE? And the dude's like, well, I, I'll put my shirt on, my PE shirt, then I'll pull the other one off. Because, dude, kids are brutal, bro. Oh, they see a fucking scar on you. They're going to they're gonna talk shit. I mean, now it's more checked, but 20, 30 years ago, bro, clocking oh, yeah. kids They always find like, an angle, man. They always find an angle, man. You know, 25 years ago, kid, the, the, there was not a whole lot of anti-bullying campaigns. So there was a lot of bullying still going on. Yeah, bullying was just part of life. Like, oh, it's good for him. He'll develop some callus. Yeah. And he yeah. needs that for it. But now, uh, kids fucking know how to do it. They fucking perfected it. Well, man. now they're bullying online, you know, oh, and it's anonymous. Yeah. They're just fucking trolls on there, and they don't know who it is that's talking shit. But, but anyway, so he's like, fuck, man. I fixed this kid. He's wired. He's healthy medically uh physically but emotionally he's got this fucking scar that he's ashamed of and he he's like he, so the doc was like what the fuck man so then uh that inspired him to start a camp where you bring in a bunch of kids that have the same thing so now they all go to the beach and they take off their shirts and they're not the only dude with a scar on your chest so they felt like, and uh, the first year was a fucking shit show. I, I wasn't there, but from what I heard, like they were lucky to come back with everybody in one piece. <laughs> but, and they thought the the staff felt like, what the fuck, man? Uh, we ain't doing that shit again. But they started getting a bunch of letters from the parents saying, my kid can't stop talking about camp. It was the first, because, you know, chances are if you go to school, there's probably not going to be anybody else that had heart surgery. Or if there is, it's not like they're just going to bring it up and say, hey, yeah. what up, dude? You know. Yeah. And so this was the one place where they connected with people that were just like them. And they didn't feel like the outcast. And then the thing, I, I don't know if it's still going, but I did it for a few years. So that was a little bit of camping, but it was in like a little cabin yes. with, a, you know, like a little curtain there. Uh, it was still camping, but not as, uh, as intense as Sequoia. All right, all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got some questions for you, brother. You know, yeah. like all, like all no the worries, podcasts do. And uh, 
Now, you, how long have you been in the game? How long have I been in the game? Uh, I started comedy in the end of 1999, brother. So 20, it'll be 21 years this year. In, uh, your your career could start drinking. <laughs> that's Man. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a long, long time. 21 years is a long time. It's the longest I've done anything in my life. I've never done anything this long. I've never committed to anything for this long. Uh, other than being alive, <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of your videos, man, and uh, most of them look the same. You know, like from uh, all through all your times. I mean, your your hair chains, hairstyles. Mm -hmm. A lot right, of the videos right that now. are out there, uh, the comedy videos that are out there, are super dated. They're all older. Uh, but yeah, I used to have a fade, dude. I, there's some shit out there, dude. I think I did something where I'm wearing like a fucking loud ass. Fucking shirt, shirt. <laughs> in the early 2000s, I'm wearing fucking true religion jeans, and I went through all those crazy fads, bro. Like, and, it's, and now I look back and I, I kind of like, God, well, you know, there's motherfuckers out there that were fucking that, that got Ed Hardy tattoos, you know? Yes. So, <laughs> so they're gonna wear that forever, dude. You know? They're gonna have Ed Hardy for life, bro. And, and you know what? They don't mind, maybe. They're like, fuck it. I, it's Just it's the phase, it's you know? on me you know there's it's it's so funny how people tattoo fashion onto their body it's like but again i you know i'm guilty of following some of those trends back in the day now i'm older i don't now nah, me vale madre bro it's like Care i just want to be less, comfortable right? you start caring less and less i just want to be comfortable yes you know like i, I if, if i'll wear chucks but they're the padded ones <laughs> or orthopedic, you get them with the hospital. I was gonna ask you about that, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of videos you have like flat sneakers. You know, they look like chucks. There are chucks, and and, like, but man. but they're but they have the the you know they sell them now with the extra padding. Okay. And then you write that out, and then you could put uh, you could put the extra you know the soles from yes. you know that you get at uh, at the you know champs or whatever the fuck any shoe store. But yeah, I won't I won't wear shoes like most of the shoes I wear are like our new balance because those motherfuckers are comfortable and they make them wide uh <laughs> nikes are too narrow for me adidas are way too fucking narrow for me uh i'm not shitting on anybody that collects jordans because it's clearly a lucrative and popular thing to do but i've never had a put on a comfortable jordan in my life all those throwback nikes bro hurt Dolly hurt, dude. As a kid, they it, were awesome, but now, man, that technology is way past, you know? Homie, if I'm spending a hundred plus on a pair of shoes, that bitch better be comfortable. <laughs> it better not hurt. I better be able to walk. You know, bro, to be honest, I wear fucking Crocs, and people are like, Crocs? <laughs> fuck off, dude. They are comfortable. Yes. I wear Crocs, and I wear flip-flops, yeah. you know? Try the Crocs flip-flops. Crocs makes flip-flops. That's what I got. I got two pairs of those amazing flip flops. Dude. Welcome to the Viejito Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I wear a t-shirt when I swim. Dude, I'll check them I'm, out. I'm, I'm about covered. I'm about covered. You're talking right now, and, I, and I'm not like listen. I'm taking notes. Like, oh, that fucking sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know the uh, the 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 um, Sanooks. I think Sanook makes a, a shoe, and and the sole is made out of yoga mat. Man. So it's like a, a nice yoga mat, and so you're walking on those. So I, I those are the ones that I rock, but I'll definitely check out the uh, the Crocs, uh, um, uh, <laughs> flip flops. Flip flops. Dude. I love flip flops. Love flip -flops them. Fucking love bro. them, bro. 
Love so them. You get your feet done it too, right? I, I get my feet done. <laughs> How often? Uh, at least once a month. I once try to a get month. My yeah. I got all girls, so they got me into it. Dad, let's go, let's go. And just to be part of the family, you know, I got four girls and my wife, so we go and we all get our feet done at the same time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty nice. Plus, I get to wear flip flops and my feet don't look all jacked up, you know? <laughs> Bro, they I, don't look, you got pistachios, you yeah, know what I mean? Dude, Jurassic there's Park. a. I used, to, I used to get a lot of the. Um, uh, the, the the fucking yellow shit, the fucking fungus on there, and I took uh, I I was always scared to take those those pills, you know, the Lamisil pills, because they say that uh, you know fucks up your liver, blah yeah. blah blah. And I drink and I do drink, so I'm like fuck it. And then fucking one, the, I talked to a doctor and he's like, you know what? It's not gonna fuck up your liver, bro. I mean, you'd have to be the most unlucky motherfucker for it to fuck up your liver. And so I I, I took them. And I'll be honest, it took a minute for my shit to clear up. But once it cleared up, now if I even see... Because sometimes you'll go and you'll step somewhere and, and, and some fucking fungus yes. will get on your fucking... That fungus grows and spreads quick, homie. Oh, yeah. And so you you go with TJ and buy the fucking little pastillas for the fucking... <laughs> uh, for the toe thing, yeah. you clear that shit up in a couple of weeks, bro. Yeah. You know, But yeah, I go get them done. I, I, I go to this place I go to, they do a little CBD bomb in the uh in the in the water oh, you really? know and so you know cbd you, you th- th- those are legal 100 it has no yeah. thc you can't get stoned off that but your feet um have are very porous right so your absorption point through that part of the skin is huge so now you put this this warm water with this cbd bomb and that shit gets absorbed so your feet feel like a million bucks when you man. walk out of that, oh, man. that sounds good man you know? jesus christ yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something bro like i grew up in a in a time where people would have been saying, oh my God, that's gay. Dudes don't get their fucking feet done. Motherfucker, stop it, you know? <laughs> Especially like older Latino men are so paranoid about anything looking gay. Yes. But meanwhile, they're the ones that grab your dick and your ass the most, bro. It's like, oh, te voy a culiar, cabrón. It's like, what the fuck? Chaboy, te gané chaboy, What the fuck? I never got that, bro. We're doing construction and you're grabbing my chile, bro. Bro, motherfuckers walking around talking about cup check, eh? If I just stand there, hey, cup check me, motherfucker. Go ahead. You know what? If getting your feet done is going to turn you gay, you're already there. You're like, you're right at the point, like, oh, I got my feet done, now I like penis. You know, you're security square, bro. Exactly. Comic, and I'm not gonna mention any names, I don't want to put them on blast and shit. But I remember uh, telling him how I go get a haircut, and and the the this is when I used to get fades. And the vato has this uh, uh, this fucking um massage glove, right? And he just does it all over my scalp and shit, right? And he's like, Oh, dude's massaging your head. I'm like, Yeah, he goes, Fuck that, I would have jumped out of that fucking chair. I'm like, Bro. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> that is the most homophobic. Like, bro, if if a dude massaging your head gets you paranoid, you might just want to go suck a dick, dude. Just admit it <laughs> yeah, and yeah. go suck one, bro. Like, oh, fucking, yeah. how is that gonna scare you, bro? It, it's it's so. But it, you know, I think a lot of it is dudes that grew up in a time where it was that uh, you know that was the prevalent mentality. That was what people really yes. thought, you know, which is fucking, it's, it's crazy, you know. T- times have fucking changed nowadays, man. Being gay is more popular than being straight, you know. <laughs> Dude, fucking, yeah. let me tell you something. When the world was very, very young, I was still a little kid. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
when the world was fucking very young and there was the puppet there were so many things that could destroy the human race you know so it was important to keep on procreating so that the species could survive there was a lot of things that were holy fuck we hadn't even discovered fire at some point you know uh people were just really like primitive right and so they had to procreate to keep the species going and the 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 strongest sperm is the one that survived and back then it wasn't just your sperm competing against your sperm you had a cave where all these like the, the these cave people were at and the the women there was no marriage there yeah. was the pussy was communal you no know shit. and so was the dick so if if a chick got pregnant it, it could have been from the strongest sperm from this dude or this so it was the strongest Swimmers, was you know? actually <laughs> surviving like if you go and and uh and 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 read history you'll realize this shit right and so back so back then it was important to keep on procreating right so uh same sex sex was probably frowned upon because you're not gonna get this dude pregnant you're not gonna get this chick pregnant let's fuck each other to get pregnant right uh now the fucking planet is overpopulated um we've got way too many motherfuckers on here to feed yeah. to fucking for what for everything we're, we're yeah. out of resources we got too many motherfuckers so same-sex marriages that produce no kids are actually more beneficial for the planet in today's day and age <laughs> than heterosexual people bringing more motherfuckers into this crowded planet. Let the butt fucking begin. Hey, hey. hey. insecure guys. Man, uh, do, do it for the planet. Do it for, for the planet. planet hey. You hear that, honey? <laughs> So to that vato that got scared because the dude massaged my fucking head, go suck a dick, homie. We're doing it for the planet. For the planeta. What's up, Captain Planet? Oh, man. Hey, hey man, uh, I, a lot of your videos seem like, like you're living the, the rock and roll lifestyle. Right now, it looks like you're, you're, you're mellowing down to, like, you know, staying local more often. Like, how's that well, transition, fucking, man? Well, I mean, I'm fucking 52, um, you know, which isn't old, old, but you're not a spring chicken anymore. I don't <laughs> care. You know, a lot of motherfuckers are like, oh, you know, I, I'm a young 50. I'm a, hey, shit still hurts, homie. <laughs> you know, your yeah. knees start cracking. Your, your fucking joints ain't what they, what they used to. Um I was on tour with uh, with Gabriel for many many years, and yeah, that was rock star status. I mean, we went around the planet. Uh, now I'm doing uh, uh, shows, but of course, nowhere near that level. Uh, very few people can do shit at that level. Most comedians aren't at the let's go sell out a fucking bunch of arenas around the world yeah. uh, level. So yeah, uh, of course things have changed. I th uh, stopped touring with Gabe, shit, two three years ago now, and. Uh, been doing a lot of shows with Hooter, you know, so we've just been um, as far as like as it's slowing down It's not slowing down, but uh, it's not to that magnitude. I'm still grinding if somebody fucking books me, bro I show up I still fucking go up uh, If this is something that you know, like you were telling me you haven't done it since November You haven't yes. gotten up. I couldn't imagine not fucking like I'll go like you know, I got back from doing uh, shows in in the Midwest and in the East Coast. I was in New Jersey, Chicago, and Iowa uh, to end and start the year. And when I got back, I drove over to uh, some shit out here by Covina somewhere and crashed the show. You know, just because 
I wanted to get up on. I'll, I'll go like if I'm booked somewhere. Of course I show up. But even if I'm not, I'll show up to places just to fucking grab a microphone and start fucking yes. talking. Like I, I it's it's part of just who I am. I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. I mean, as long as people are listening, I'm gonna fucking just be trying to entertain the motherfuckers yes. out there. How addicting is that high of people? A group of people laughing at you because hey, we hang out and we bullshit and it's four or five people they laugh you say something funny you feel good about it multiply that times a hundred how good is that feeling how good's that high it's bro let me tell you something I I when I first did comedy the first time I ever did comedy I um I remember it was at a bar called Mules in San Pedro and. I remember before I went on stage, I was on my knees in the bathroom, not knowing if I was going to throw up, not knowing if I should pray, not knowing what the fuck to expect. And when I grabbed the microphone and started performing and I heard people laughing and I heard people clapping and I heard people cheering, I, I, I was, the first set I ever did, I, pro, it, it, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, bro, but it was just everything hit, everything lined up it to hit i did a lot of local references you know the show was in san pedro i made references to wilmington and san pedro um and so it the rush when i came off that stage uh the rush on the stage was incredible when i came off the stage however it stayed you know i mean i've smoked crack you know and that feeling of smoking crack when you're smoking, whoa, you know, yeah. everything fires off in your head. And then you just want another hit because it's 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 fleeting. It's gone really quick. The rush after that set stayed. It stayed and I was walking on air for what seemed like days. It, I couldn't wait to get back up on stage. I've tried a lot of drugs. I've had some freaky ass sex. I've done a lot. I've been very fortunate in this world, in this life. Nothing can compare to that rush of endorphins when you're up on that fucking stage. Wow. When you think about like Vicente Fernandez, who's a iconic Mexican singer, uh, when his uh, uh, kid got uh, kidnapped mm -hmm. years ago, I think I think Chente was performing in Pico Rivera. And the kid was, uh, they had chopped, I think, I don't know if they chopped off his finger. Were his fingers? Uh, you were at the concert when he, were you? he were at the concert in Pico Rivera the when his arena. kid was in, in the Pico Rivera Sports Arena when mm -hmm. his kid was kidnapped. This is 98, 90 something. We were there and his kid was kidnapped and the show must go on, I guess. He you know? performed and later on in an interview he said, I would have gone crazy had I just been sitting somewhere thinking about it. Being there on stage with the fans is what I needed. And which sounds crazy. It's like, how in the fuck can you perform when your son is fucking kidnapped? But I get it. I get it. And, and, and by the same token, I mean, that's the whole principle of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's how that works. You got to get out of yourself and out of your problems and unfuck everybody else in order for you to heal. That's the that's that's the whole principle of AA, you know, for those of people that go to AA. You focus so much on helping other people that you forget about your shit. And uh, and that's what he does. I mean, if you've ever been to a Chente concert, uh, 
there's a lot of healing. There's a lot yeah. of grown men crying. There's a oh, lot of men going yeah. through emotions. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a uh, talk about homophobic because Jenta is homophobic as fuck. He didn't take the liver because he didn't know if it was yeah. a gay man's <laughs> liver, right? Yeah. So so the dude, you know, he's an old school Mexican, you know. But by the same token, his gift for music and and the talent that he has. I mean, it brings families together. It brings communities together. Uh, the dude is a walking, living fucking legend. I, I, I agree. I agree. And you know what? I, I compare him. I bring him up when it comes to religion. People are like, Mijo, vas a la iglesia. Go to church. You feel the Holy Spirit. I go, that's not the Holy. I don't know what you're talking about. I go, have you ever been to a Vicente concert? You ever hear him sing Volver, Volver with a thousand people there? I go, that's that fucking same fucking feeling. I don't know what you're feeling. But Vicente will give you the same thing, you know. Music is very powerful. Yes. Usually when you feel the Holy Spirit, there is some amazing piano or organ behind that emotion. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of music in 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 religious ministry uh, because it's very powerful. Those vibrations tap into certain you know receptors in our brains that just make us just like get it's a. Uh, you know what uh, uh, sociologists call a, a total circumstance. You know, uh, you get it's something that typically you wouldn't do by yourself when you're around a big group of people and everybody is focused on that same energy. You get caught up on that same thing, and it's not just how could he do it it's a total circumstance uh that's what happened with jim jones people are like those motherfuckers i would have never drank the kool-aid and it's like you weren't there and if you were you would have because you would have been caught up in that whole thing it, it wasn't just about here's this and as a rational person of course you're like no yes but when you have all that influence all that power over you like that uh, again, and this isn't my opinion. This is what uh, a sociologist would call a total circumstance. Mm -hmm. you know? And most people cave in to large groups. You know, oh, that's how, dude. That's how gangs happen. That's how these Bro. militias happen. Like, the path of least resistance, maybe. You know, because going out and doing your own thing, it's yes. hard. You got to fucking do your own trench in the ground. But when you just follow everybody else... It's a lot easier. Homie, it's fucking, and it's easy to get caught up. You're chilling there, and you open up a beer, and you're at a bar on a stage, and a thousand people start saying, down it, down it. Yeah. You're oh. probably going to try to fucking down it. You know, like a Take it off. Take it off. You're a car show. A lot of titties come up because motherfuckers say, take it off. It's like, dude, hey, it's fucking listen. crazy. <laughs> You know, oh, you know what? I was uh, listening to some of your stuff, and uh, something you said that really, really fucking uh, I connected with. You know, everybody says to me, "Oh, I like that joke." You know, I mm -hmm. You know this and that. But the thing I really connected with was when uh, you were talking about your podcast. Uh, no te asustes. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yo yo yo. The Spanish one is called No te asustes. No te asustes. The English one is Yo yo yo. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So you were talking, and uh, you were saying. Uh, you still give money to those fucking child molesters? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, me, that Frankie, myself, Frankie's running for office one of these days. So nah. He tries to stay neutral. <laughs> you know? uh -huh, uh -huh. Me, I, I'm um, atheist agnostic, kind of in the middle, you know what I mean? Okay. And there's very few people out there that are, that are outspoken about it. So whenever I hear someone talk about it, I really connect with it. I really like what you were saying about that, you know? Hey, uh, uh, 
let's say Tiger Woods, right? Uh-huh. Great golfer. Sure. He went out there and he cheated on his uh, wife. He, mm-hmm. um, but he paid for it. It was consensual and everything else, right? He lost all his sponsors. Mm-hmm. Fucking Catholic Church fucking bones kids that are not willing. Mm-hmm. And they still have fucking people giving them millions of dollars, man. I don't fucking get that shit. What's wrong with everybody? Why don't they see that? Religion is very, very powerful, um, especially in the poor community and in, in underprivileged communities. Uh, you want to have hope, you know. Uh, it's hard to tell a little kid with cancer that he's not going to see his mommy in heaven. It's 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 a very it's a religion is sometimes a necessary evil, you know, and and there's people that will argue and say, well, it does more good than harm. I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that. Um, And I I, it's Latinos, especially. uh, uh, And let's call it let's even be more specific and say Mexicans, you know, Uh, the conquest of Mexico happened with religion. You know, the Aztecs were conquering everything in sight. That was one of the most powerful empires in, in, um, in, in the old world, right? And when the Spaniards showed up, they showed up with religion. You know, they showed up with a book and they convinced these dudes that this is what they needed in order to save their soul. Um, they had, you know, the the Aztecs had like a lot of fucking gold. There was a lot of gold in Mexico. There was a lot of resources in Mexico. Uh, they used to worship the Tepeyac, which everybody knows and identifies as La Virgen de Guadalupe. We just had the 12th of December where you, even around, you go around East LA, you go around any Latino neighborhood, they are parading this woman around. The mariachis yes. are singing the mañanitas. We were at the show. The, 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 the Virgen de Guadalupe is yes. a big fucking deal, homie. And so the Virgen de Guadalupe appeared to an Indian named Juan Diego on the Tepeyac. And they, they built her a cathedral there. You know, um, uh, she's got a huge fucking, you know, uh, a cathedral. And that same mountain is where they used to worship uh, a female deity called Tonantzin. Uh, or Tonantzin, the well, people will argue about the pronunciation. Yeah. I don't want to debate that. Uh, I don't know what pronunciation is correct, but anyway, uh, so Tonantzin was this uh, this this mother figure to the indigenous people, and they took her. They took her and created the Virgen de Guadalupe, which was this brown image that looked like the people that looked like them. And they said, this is your madre, this is your savior, she fucking loves you. And they put this banner up and literally conquered the entire uh, area, you know, uh, with that religion. If you didn't believe and you held on to your pagan practices, just like everybody else, you know, uh, they burned the witches when they wouldn't let go of their natural cures. Witches were doing natural cures with herbs, uh, which we know heal, but because the church wanted exclusivity to the healing, 
uh, they got rid of them. They got rid of the witches and they burned them. And you're a witch. You know what they're dealing with with hemp or or, yeah. or 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 weed or whatever the hell they were using. So they 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 villainized whatever the hell those Aztecs were believing was was heretical. You're a heretic and you must be put to death. Well, you have to believe the chingasos were so fucking hard and the murder and the bloodbath was so hard for the people that did not convert that till this day. There's motherfuckers that believe without ever reading the Bible. They won't eat meat on fucking Fridays during, uh, it's coming <laughs> yeah. up, uh, here comes Lent. Uh, they'll, they'll, they, they do the sign of the cross whenever they pass by a church. Most of them know nothing about the religion. Most of them have never read the book. They follow blindly without asking or researching because that's how powerful that fucking conquest was. So when you say, how are these people still doing it? It's because again, uh, it's in their DNA almost, homie. Mm -hmm. It's in their fucking DNA. And unless you, and, and of course, if you even begin to question it, dude, I dare any Latino kid to ask his mother, especially back in the day, De donde vino Dios? Where did God come from? You're gonna get fucking smacked, homie. Yes. You don't ask that. He's always been there and he'll always fucking be there. Who the fuck are you to question that? Even Shut the our fuck age. up! Hey, yeah. Even at our age, mom still smacked the hell out of you, know? Bro, that's Diosito. You don't fuck with Diosito, right? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's uh, extremely, extremely... It, so, you know, that's a long way of answering your question, but I think that it goes, again, it's embedded into our DNA as a people. I, I, I agree. It, it is, and also at the same time, whenever... Um, I think the, the Catholic religion has it planned out because the best time to make somebody believe what you want them to believe is you get them when they're young. Oh, you get them young. Yeah. First communion, baptism, all that stuff is when they're young. Let me ask you a question. You were told when you were young, don't watch TV so close because you'll go blind. Mm -hmm. And they put that shit in your head when you were young. Now as an adult, I know it's not fucking true. It's not fucking true. But I still don't do it because I'm scared because they told me as a young person. Same thing with religion. You put that shit in them when they were young mm -hmm. and and when they get older, they still fucking fear it. And of I course. think it's, it's all out of fear because of what's in you when you're, when you're young. You're scared not to fucking do it. And that's, that's wrong. Religion should be like military. Hey, you're 18 years old now. Hey, you want to go Navy, Marines? You want to be Catholic? What do you want to do? Now that you can make decisions for yourself, now that you can go out there and, 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 and see what the world has to offer, Make that make that decision yourself. We're not gonna scare you as a child. Fucking grow up as a child. Be a be a kid with no fears in you. I think that's fucking wrong. That sounds good, but the system's been working for so long, you know. <laughs> that's and and fuck. You said three words and it fucking canceled everything I just yeah, said, Frankie. The, the, fuck well, you. <laughs> and here's the thing: is that the you want your kids to be good kids, and so without the fear of hell, and that Diosito is watching. You know, my mom's in her fucking late 80s, and, uh, you know, she's got Alzheimer's now. She doesn't remember much, right? But the God stuff is still there, and it won't go any... It's the, probably going to be the last thing that, that, that she has with her. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, if, if I say to her... Uh, Diosito te está viendo, right? And she goes, always, you know, like, 
God's looking at you. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, of course, all the time. I go, I go. Uh, so you can't be bad because you'll see you'll piss off Diosito. And she yeah. goes, yes. And then I go, who told you that? And she said, my mom. And I go, your mom. I go, and my mom was like, talk about a saint. This woman was, and everybody's mom was a saint, whatever. Unless your mom smoked crack, then she wasn't a saint. There's <laughs> yeah. kids that their mom smoked crack, right? But there's a lot of motherfuckers that they say my mom was a saint. I can honestly say my mom was the closest to a fucking saint on this planet that I've ever met, right? And I, I said to her, I said, and you never were bad. And she goes, nunca. And I'm like, God damn. You know, so, you know, you got to figure this woman was born in 1931, you know, um, the power that the church had at that time was even more than now, you know, so it was just everybody, it was drilled into everybody, 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 you know, that whole honor your parents, you know, don't you dare, if it was a worse, a horrible sin to disobey your parents. But what if your parents are racist assholes? What if your parents are fucking homophobic pieces of shit? You need to honor them? That doesn't sound like a very, um, uh, uh, doesn't sound like a good thing to pass down, to teach somebody to be that shit, you know? So there's, there's a lot of flaws for sure, but again, it's been drilled into, and, and I'll say, it, just for the sake of, of the conversation, especially the Mexicanos, the yes. Mexicans. Yeah. You know, and we brought that here with us. I, I, I think uh, there's people that need religion mm -hmm. because they don't have no one else to guide them, you know. But religion is a, is a big lie, you know. How about, hey, don't believe in God, just become better fucking parents, I would say, you know. I, I, I think that's that's those are my thoughts. Yes. You know, and then what do you say to the guy who's in prison, who's murdered God knows how many people, who's done some horrible atrocities, and they tell him, Hey man, you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that, you know, you're saved by the blood, uh, you will be saved and all your sins will be forgiven. Now you go tell that guy that it's bullshit. I understand what you're saying, but it's the fucking truth. You know, why tell that guy to begin with that he's going to be saved if he says this? Why not fucking tell him nothing, you know? In his head and in the people telling him, he will. There's a, a lot of people. There's a boatload of people. There's a boatload of people who believe that we are living in the end times and Jesus Christ's return is imminent. It will happen in our lifetime, yes. in, in their belief. Mm -hmm. And there's a boatload of those people. There's a boatload of them. You know, look, I've, I, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. I went to an evangelical church for many, many years. And then I went through this like really big phase of, of, of exploring and, and discovery, I guess, uh, for lack of better uh, uh, words to describe it. 
But, you know, I, I've, re I've read and I love to read. I love to read and I've read the Bible. I've read the Old Testament. Uh, recently, I started going to a church uh, right down the, in La Puente. Yes. So pretty close to, is that close? That's close to here, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in La Puente, it's called 100 Harmonies Church. And their sacrament is marijuana. You know, and when you look at the Old Testament and you think about the anointing oil that Moses talks about and the recipe for that anointing oil, uh, if you know anything about the Bible, the Old Testament was written in Aramaic and uh, Hebrew, right? And uh, a lot of the New Testament was written in Greek. The translations from those eventually went to Latin. Yes. When the anointing oil called for I want to say nine pounds of cannabis. Okay. Shit. Yes, this is the anointing oil that that does miracles. It's Twenty-five life, but go ahead. Okay. Now, six and a, nine pounds of, of of weed into a concentrate. That is a powerful oil. You drip that on your head. Some they would burn these burnt offerings, right? Which was the cannabis, right? And it's, it's in the Old Testament, in the original text. The new one calls it calamus. Calamus is a toxic reed that has some hallucinogen uh, uh, effects, but for the most part, it's toxic. Cannabossum, which was the original word, uh, is, is probably cannabis, yes. it, it, you know? And so it makes sense that if somebody's having seizures and you put six fucking and a half or nine pounds of, 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 of cannabis oil, this fuck is probably going to stop seizing. We've seen it on Instagram yeah. where you give the seizure kid that's tried all the medicine, this weed, and it's not no nine pounds, and the motherfucker stops seizing. Imagine nine pounds. And this is when and you put that much oil on your head, homie, you're going to see God. You're going to have visions. You're going to prophesy. And so, uh, this, so what their message is, the anointing oil is not made out of calamus. You want miracle oil, this is the oil you need. I smoked a couple of joints with that, because uh, you get to the church, they give you a joint. You're smoking a joint to the whole service. They got joints coming, and, it's, and, and, and the, the anointing oil. I was smoking the anointing oil. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, bro, my back didn't hurt for two fucking days after that, which tells yeah. me there's something to that oil mm -hmm. and so uh, there's plenty of, of, of place I don't I'm not trying to do a Bible study right now but again the misinformation you know uh, out of this miracle oil that heals and, and does miracles uh, all we could take is uh, don't have gay sex and don't jack off like these are the <laughs> things that we're gonna yeah. put out there instead of fucking putting out this anointing oil that can potentially heal people's you know, uh, uh, illnesses and, and, and maladies or, or whatnot. So anyway, uh, that's the that's the church that I go to. And, right, and right. I'm not and I'm not, you know, uh, I don't stand on any platform saying this is right or that's right or this is right. All I'm saying is this oil does freaking miracles, homie. All right. All right. Cool, man. I really enjoy your answer. You you get fucking deep, man. You know what I mean? Well, well, I, I enjoy your answers. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, 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 you get no. deep and you, you get, get some detail. good detail. Yeah, yeah. You know, good detail. You know what? Uh, to, to kind of uh, flip a little bit, mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, I always wanted to ask. I, I, I never have. Um, who is your favorite comic? You get to pick one. 
all time, dead alive. You know, who is your favorite comic? Oh, fuck. You know, because you know what I, I you know, you're, you're a few years older than us. You know, maybe five years older than him. You know, you know ten older than I am. But you know, you have you a know, big you, part of me wants to say Richard Pryor. Oh, that's but gangster, I have to say Sam Kinison. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, his he was a Baptist minister. His jokes on religion were it was like he was doing a sermon but it was comedy and he was giving you a different perspective on the bible stories it was fucking brilliant i mean carlin talked about religion obviously uh uh um but kinnison that there's one special and i forget the name of the special that's out there uh he filmed it at the comedy store bro it, I mean, he's talking about Jesus, the crucifixion, how he knew Jesus couldn't be married because no dude could be gone for three days <laughs> and then show up. He goes, yeah. he would have showed up. His shit would have been in the front lawn. <laughs> he would have been ready to tell his wife this awesome story about how he fought sin and saved the world. And all she would have been like... Where the hell were you, huh? You were out there with those 12 losers. You know they're just using you for your miracle. Like, dude, it What's is, that stamp on your hands, right? Dude, it, well, it, it, it's just, uh, he was just, a, his delivery, uh, just hilarious. Uh, gone way too soon. Uh, Richard Pryor has a, the, the, a giant body of work. Like, when you see everything this man put out the content and this is before you know you had specials on television uh but all the albums that he had the cassette tapes are it's just gold and it is just uh an amazing body of work so so i i can't just pick one I have to say Richard because he's the greatest of all fucking time, and but but Sam has a special place in my heart as well. I'm gonna look him up. I thought you know what? Uh, uh, in my age, uh, I noticed Sam Kinison when he used to like uh, just be the announcer for like Molly Crew or one of those rock and roll bands. He was a rock. Talk about a rock. You want a rock star, homie? That fool was a rock star. He was in fucking. He was shitting the bed. You know, if motherfuckers get loaded and pee the bed. This motherfucker was shitting the bed. <laughs> uh, it's level stuff, right? He was fucking uh, that chick that fucked the past, the, the the Jim Baker, the Jessica Hahn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she used to be, have to take the the the, the fucking uh, sheets out and throw them in the trash because she's like, the last thing I want is Sam Kinison shitting on Jessica Hahn. They're fucking blah blah blah. You know, there was all these fucking tabloids back then. But yeah, he was on uh, he was on Howard Stern quite a bit back then. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, is so so yeah, uh, Richard Pryor. Sam Kinison, without a doubt, are probably two of my favorite fucking comics. All right, well, good answers, man. I, you know, I gotta look at Sam Kinison because I, I, I heard, I see some of his stand up. I seen him in that uh, the movie Back to School. You know what I mean? Tell yeah. me, tell bro, me. His delivery was just, that screaming. Yeah, bro, it was just he, he, he was a beast. He was a beast. He was, you know, a lot of the stuff is obviously dated. When you see old uh, uh, Eddie Murphy stuff, you could you could say it's homophobic. You know, some of the stuff that he did, uh, definitely gay bashing. Uh, Kinnison did the same thing. He's all, you know, the fucking Pope. He went on tour. He goes, and he had to make him a Pope mobile. You know, the kid did that. He goes, he goes, you monkeys want me to go on tour? 
build me a fucking Pope mobile, you know? Now he's on tour. He goes, uh, he talks about him fucking being in the hotel room, watching porn. I'm a nasty Pope. Oh. He goes, he went to San Francisco. He was brutal. He was brutal because this was when AIDS was like fucking huge, making, you know, big, big news. Uh, he's all like, all the gay people show, showed up. Oh, please, Pope, save me, save me. He said, nope. <laughs> Suck a dick. Lose the kingdom. Next. <laughs> Bro, oh, fucking sheesh. brutal. <laughs> but everybody funny. In the balls, man. What's that? And I said he was probably kicking everybody in the balls. Oh, he man. was kicking everybody in the fucking levels. Shit. For sure. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, I saw your uh, the the one time I met you, I saw you do the Spanish show. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like the next big thing, like especially like Southern California, Southwest, Spanish comedy? Um, you know. If you would have asked me this a couple of weeks ago, I would have said 100%. But here's the thing. We were talking earlier about when I started. I started comedy in the end of 99. At that time, everybody and their mother were saying, this is the time for Latinos. Like, so for the last 20 fucking years, I've been hearing, this is the time. This is the big thing coming. And to be honest, Finally, I think there's more like, there's more brown representation uh, on television and in movies like at no other time. I mean, you go back to uh, La Bamba and the guy that played Richie Valens was fucking Filipino. You know, uh, one of the most iconic uh, uh, Latinos of our time played by a Filipino. Yeah. Um, now, uh, is Spanish comedy? I think it's definitely hitting a vein. You've got new new uh, radio stations now that are going the bilingual route. Yes. You know, the, the 93.9, is that what it is? I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's the reggaeton y mas where they speak Spanglish. Spanglish. You know, and there's a huge market out there. Uh, shit, the show Islos High on, on uh, Hulu is one of their highest rated shows. And there was a lot of... Uh, Spanglish in there as well. There was some Spanish mixed with English. Um, um, I think there was some Spanish. Maybe I'm fucking making shit up. But um, now you've got the Mayans. You know, there's definitely some Spanish being thrown in there. Uh, you've got Narcos, which is 100%. One uh, hundred Narcos Mexico, which is 100% in Spanish. Uh, so there are more and more and more uh, brown people uh, being represented for sure. Uh, will Spanish comedy take off? Listen, in Mexico, it is, it's fucking huge, dude. Um, you know, the old style, the old, uh, way of doing comedy where, you know, you, you grow up listening to guys like, uh, um, Luis de Alba and, and, uh, who's this other dude? Um, Polo Polo, you know, uh, these dudes were like out there telling jokey jokes, you yes. know, like, Tegaron dos compadres, you know, two, two, two Jews walk into a bar. The equivalent of two Jews walk into a bar uh, and then the joke ensues is the style of comedy that's been in Mexico for many, many, for as long as I can remember anyway. So I think in the last 15 years, they've now started doing the monologue where people are, are now doing stand-up like, like, you know, people here yes. in, 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 in the U.S., so, uh, and now there's comedians here that are doing comedy in Espanol, you know, uh, I started doing it in Spanish, 
there was this dude, a white dude, uh, who's from Indiana, and this motherfucker's up there smashing, you know, talking, yeah. to, and I'm like, motherfucker, I speak Spanish. What the fuck, you know? Yeah. Just out of out of pride, it made me think like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'll be damned if if I don't go out there and try to make these motherfuckers laugh in Spanish. Uh, it's and it's really interesting, you know. You were talking about religion earlier. I did a show with Luis de Alba at the Improv in Hollywood. And they were recording it because they were going to try to pitch it. I ate a dick. I ate a bag of dicks. I bombed so hard. And I was talking about Diosito, you know. <laughs> and, and I said some shit. And this lady did the sign of the cross. And I go, and I just went. And I'm like, really? You think, the, and I'm, I'm doing this in Spanish, you know. I go, you think Diosito is mad that I said this shit to the point that you need to do a fucking sign of the cross? I go, Diosito wants, Diosito, you think Diosito wanted you to, get, to, to wait to fuck till you got married? Diosito <laughs> didn't want, Diosito wanted you to test out dicks. He didn't want you to just commit to the first. Dude, and I went off on this whole Diosito wants you to fuck. Right? Bro, it was brutal. And I just doubled down, bro. Oh. Then I just kept going. I get off the stage and I'm like, oh my God, like what the fuck? What a disaster, right? And the guy comes out of the trailer and he goes, oh my God, we were dying in the fucking trailer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm glad you motherfuckers were dying because in here, I was dying, right? And he's like, bro, that shit was so funny. And I go, yeah, no, we're not going to fight. So thing never ended up going anywhere, which is fine because the last thing I needed was me fucking losing it. And the senora telling her the Osito wanted her to fuck, bro. <laughs> I think in a, a younger crowd, they love that stuff. And they did. I thought I did it at a fucking Marisco's bar the week before, and it smashed. All these <laughs> ladies were raising their hand about not wanting to wait. They're like, fuck. Amen. Right? Like, dude, they were ready. <laughs> so, but yeah, we are. Uh, it's interesting because as Latinos, we're animals. We grew up listening to Pepito jokes. Bro, Pepito was fucking his teacher. Pepito was fucking his primo. Pepito was having gay sex, and we didn't look at it as gay sex. It was just as Pepito kids. fucking. As kids. We listen to Pepito jokes as kids, you know? You know, and, and again, Pepito was fucking everybody. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, you know, it's cool when you're outside the house. But when you're with the family, that never happens. That's shit we don't talk about. You know, and it's this it's this uh, illusion of innocence and perfection that we try to portray. And it's it's not true. It's not real. That's why kids don't respect their parents a lot of times, because the parents are so full of shit. Ninety percent of the time, you know, I've got motherfuckers I used to party with back in the day. You know, we used to do fucking eight balls like it was no big deal. And now they tell their kids they never smoked weed. Yeah. Uh, it's like, bro, how how are you reconciling this? You know, you can't. If I'm going to tell you about drugs, it's because I've tried a drug. I'm not going to give you my opinion on something I've never put into my body or my system. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I feel there's a lot of people like that with marijuana. There's people that have never tasted it, tried it seen it but yet they have a strong fucking opinion on it and there's nothing more ignorant than having such a passionate opinion on something you know nothing about other than what you've heard yeah you know what i, I agree with that um, i agree with that my advice to my kids when it came to drugs because I, I didn't say no i didn't do nothing 
I told him, I go, I go, drugs are fucking fantastic. They're fucking great. And that's the problem with drugs. They're so fucking good, you give up everything else. So you got to make a decision. I'm going to do drugs, and everything I have right now is going to go away. But that's how good drugs are. They will give you, they, they will make you make that fucking choice. I go, so be careful with them because they are good. I'm not going to lie to you and say they're not. I go, I fucking, I made the right choice. I'm glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't, I'd be sucking yeah. your dick somewhere, you know? So, bro, and that's yeah. the thing because look, I, when I, I've tried crack, I was never, I'm not going to say I was a crack addict because I wasn't. But if it was around, you best believe I was going to take a goddamn hit, you know, yeah. back in the day, back in the day now. Now, um, I, and and I wouldn't compare crack and weed in the same fucking sentence oh, or heroin and weed. Yet on on it's that's what the, the government classifies it at. It says that weed is just as horrible as heroin. Right. For the wrong reasons. They're right. doing it for the sure. lumber industry. And, sure. For, yeah. uh, for, you know, it's so it's, there's so many political yeah. reasons that that's a whole nother part podcast in and of itself mm-hmm. but uh you know when i when i told hooter uh about drugs you know i i took them out to where uh in wilmington where all the heroin addicts hang out you know and all the bums hang out uh, or the, the 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 addicts that were homeless would hang out i hate the word bums but that you know that's just what uh, everybody used to say back then uh and and uh you know i said look at all these motherfuckers dude look at them they are out here trying to figure out how they're going to stay high. That's their mission. That's their goal. You know, that wasn't their goal at one point. At one point, they had hopes. They had dreams, you know, and it turned into this. This is their existence is to find the next fucking hit of whatever it is that they need. There's people that live like that, you know. I'm not telling you everybody that tries something gets hooked like that. But that is a possibility. Me, my father, and my family have a very addictive personality, which means that you will probably have an addictive personality. So you really need to be careful. When I smoked crack, I didn't wake up and say, I need to go suck a dick to get more crack. I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? I shouldn't have done that shit. And then it took a while for me to do it again. But there was people that woke up and were like, oh, fuck. I need to do, I don't give a fuck if I got to rob. I don't give a fuck who I got to rob. I need another hit and I need that bitch right now. You know, so again, it's different wiring, different brains because it was the exact same fucking drug. You know, um, weed, I'm like, bro, look, I'm not going to tell you not to smoke fucking weed. Uh, but here's the thing, because uh, he had gotten caught with weed. His mom had caught him with weed. And I said, look, motherfucker, your grades are shit. You know, when you get older, if you can afford bud and your bills are paid, there's food on your table, your rent's paid, everything's taken care of, go buy weed. But you got to take care of business. Right now, your grades are your bills and your responsibilities ain't no way in fuck you need to be fucking rewarding yourself with any kind of weed because you're not taking care of business take care of business and if you can afford to then fucking do whatever the fuck you want to do but take care of fucking business i I agree with that 100 percent. when i was younger i remember uh, you know being at home fucking drinking a beer on a wednesday my wife goes you're drinking beer on a wednesday i go get the falta uh, nothing. Okay, then let me have another beer. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's what it was, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what? You take, you, you make sure everything's covered. 
it's se, se, se sobra algo, go have a beer, go fucking <laughs> go relax. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy. You shouldn't deprive yourself of shit. You know, uh, there's too many motherfuckers that 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 you know, like like again, Lent's coming. Motherfuckers are not gonna drink for forty days. <laughs> giving it up, forty days, no fucking this, no that, no blah blah blah, no blah blah. Why do you do that? Well, you know they say, F- the fuck out of here. They say, <laughs> quién dijo güey? Quién te dijo? They swear they're saying something, you know. <laughs> Dude, again, it's just a, a, a conditioning of what they've been fucking told. Yeah. I would like to say, yeah, more for us, but there's enough to go around. No oh, matter. Hey, my don't, God, don't yeah. do that to yourself, yeah. man. Yeah. Don't yeah, fucking yeah. do that to yourself. Go That's get yourself. Stuff. Go get yourself some anointing oil. <laughs> nine, nine pounds of weed, right? Bro, I think they make it with a little bit less than that. But yeah, I think the original recipe calls for nine pounds. What's interesting is that the pastor of the church went to the Catholic, the local Catholic church there, and he told the priest, he goes, hey, man, um, I'm willing to bathe in my oil. Are you willing to bathe in yours? Because he knows that that shit, the Catholic toxic. Church is still making it, and it's toxic. There's people still praying with people with that oil. You know, uh, there's a theory out there, and I don't know how true this is, but they're saying that Jesus got killed because this oil that he was sharing with the poor and everybody else was only meant for priests and high-ranking people in the church. So uh, kings and, and, and priests... And uh, he was giving it to everybody else, and he was healing everybody else, and they didn't like that. So, you know, again, I, I wasn't there, <laughs> but that sounds super yeah. plausible. Yes. That yeah. sounds super plausible. Yeah. So have you guys seen that show on Netflix called Messiah? No, 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 I haven't. So it's set in present time in 2020, and yes. Jesus comes back. Homeboy's back, and... They think he's a terrorist. So you know, the CIA is following him. It looks like a Middle Eastern cat? Yeah. I saw I saw it on uh, like the previous to that. Uh-huh. Messiah. Yeah. It's fucking good. Really? Yeah, it's fucking good, dude. Because if you think about it, if this dude was to come back right now, how would people react? Most of them in a negative fashion, you know? Bro, you got a refugee. Yes. Coming in talking about, I was sent to save everybody. Bro, lock them the fuck up. <laughs> the it, government will see them as an anti-government. The rich will be anti-money, you know, anti-capitalist. So that's exactly what happens. Uh, it's a freaking amazing series. Uh, it's just, I think it's one season right now. I've seen a few of the episodes, and it's just fucking. It's really well done. Okay. It's really well done. I don't know how much Netflix you watch, but... Nah, yeah. not that much. <laughs> no? You're not a... No, uh, I do... Uh, you know, I work a lot. Kids. You how know, many kids I, you got? I got two kids. How old are they? Uh, eight and ten. Oh, shit. And then, okay. Uh, I have a 20-year-old, too, that, you know, he's a... Does a, he's a machinist, you know? He did a, the mechanic thing, and I was a machinist. Those guys that don't know what to do, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she knew tell me I make, I make them too comfortable. <laughs> Nice. I have no idea what to do. So 28 and 10. Yes. Damn, homie, you spaced them out. Yes. You know what? Uh, the the 20-year-old, he was a mama's boy. Okay. So because of that, I told my wife, you know, we should have more kids because that was too easy, you know? You know, mama's boys, they never leave the mom's side. Sure. These two little ones, if you turn around, they're gone, man. You know, they're independent. So 
They're, I don't know they're making this work. I know your kids, man. Those guys are, are fucking gun ho, dude. Crazy as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what, though? I, I like that about them because they're not there by mom's side. They're out there fucking exploring. Yes. When they get older, they're going to be those kids that are like, hey, you got to go to college and you got to do this. They're like, no, let me go fucking trail my own fucking, uh, you know, um, road. You know, I'm going to go out there and do my own thing. I think that's that's what I really like about your kids. That they're going to be able to do their own thing. Yeah, they're little, little nuts, you know. Dude, eight and ten, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, they're coming into a whole nother world, a world that uh, is way different than when we were eight and ten. Yes. How old are your kids? My, I go from twenty six to uh, seventeen. She's about to graduate, so I'm almost an empty nester. I got three, <laughs> I got three grandkids. Twenty six to seventeen. Yeah. There, there's two of them or more? Oh, 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 no, sorry, I got four girls. Oh wow, that range from twenty six to seventeen. Holy shit! Yeah, and I'm, I'm already I'm already done, man. I'm always got the empty nest. I uh, uh, that's that's the all best. girls, all girls. Yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about your son explaining stuff to him, uh-huh. I got all girls. So it's a whole different fucking story, that's man. That's a whole <laughs> other God, animal. Homie. Yeah, Ooh, it man. is. It is. You know what? But I have. Um, but is it though? Like you gotta prepare. I think you gotta prepare them just like, like I like I said. I tell my kid. I told him to tell. You, you can't distinguish and. And be like, oh, you're a little princess and nobody's going to hurt you. I think that's such a, uh, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how you're raising your daughters, but to, to tell them that they're little princes and there's a prince coming is a fucking, we are the prince. It's, we're the motherfuckers that are coming. Yeah. Ain't no fucking, <laughs> ain't no knight in shining armor showing up. I've met princes. Those motherfuckers like to get loaded. Yeah. And, 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 and they ain't trying to hook up. <laughs> they ain't trying to fucking hook up with somebody, you know? Uh, I, you know, we, we've, we've, you know, it's, uh, you know, men and women, um, have been told different things for so long. And I think that now, like I said, your kids at eight and 10, you know, now we're coming into even like things like gender, uh, are completely changing before our eyes. You know, uh, you've got kids that don't identify as a boy or a girl. You know, and they're the way that they choose to identify is freaking varies like the number of stars in the sky. And motherfuckers could fight it all they want, but the reality is it's a losing battle. Yes. These kids are growing up with a whole different mentality than what we grew up in. We started this conversation by saying that back in the day, if you got a pedicure, oh my God, you're gay. Yes. You know, now there's no such thing as this is for boys, this is for girls. That fucking, those days are over. And to be honest, that's a good thing. Yes. You know what, I, I, I've always told my girls, I go, you know what, if you grow up and if you like girls, I'm okay with it. Because I've seen kids grow up and they've told, you can't be gay, that's bad for you, they're bad for you. They go out there, they get married because they gotta follow what their parents say. They have kids and they're miserable their whole fucking life. I go, I'm, I wouldn't put my kids through that. I go, you know what? If you want to be a lesbian, you like girls, that I'm okay with that. You do what makes you happy. And if I see you happy, I'll be happy. And that's the bottom line, you know? And I think that's what kids need to know. They don't got to feel like they, I got to marry a girl and I got to have kids. I got to follow what everybody else does. No, no, no. If you're happy, fucking yeah. I'm happy. You know, and that's, that's, what, that's what life should be, you know? Kids should not be taught that this is what they got to do to make a father happy. You go find out what makes you happy, 
and I'll be happy at the end of the day. No specific mode, you know? Yeah, you're, you're okay with that, Frankie? You're, your son, your daughter come home and say, hey, dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. I told him just be able to pay your bills, you know, and self-sufficient and, hey, be happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that the machismo of, mi juez macho, cabron, and he fucking blah, 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 yada, yada, you know, those... The, those days, you know, of 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 the of, of men just fucking, you know, uh, the conditioning. Again, look, yes. I'm old enough to remember when you were gay, you got beat up, you got picked on. There, it was no picnic. You if know, you were soft spoken, you know, oh, kid, dude, or, dude. or dressed well, or 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 were a little like if you walked with a little bit of a of a of a bounce, you know, caminas mm-hmm. como. Uh, uh, Como puto cabron, you know, and it's like, dude, like when I think back of how fucking hard it must have been. Now it used to be a thing to to come out and tell people you were gay, and for some people it still is. But the new generation that's coming now, to them, it's not even about coming out. They don't. They're just who they are. Yeah. They don't have to give anybody a fucking explanation. They don't have to make a big announcement. They don't have to. They're just who they are. And if you don't get it, then fuck off, you know? It's Which... going to get to the point where you got to come out as straight. Hey, man, I'm straight. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> because we're going to be the minorities, you oh, know? Oh, dude, like, you know, and, 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 and here's the thing. Have a lot of the belief system was put there by somebody that told us, you know, when I was a kid, los hombres no lloran. Men don't cry. For years as a boy... As a young kid, you're fighting back the tears because you believe the bullshit that men don't cry. Yeah. Bro, I'm a fucking crybaby, bro. I, I fucking cry at some bullshit. Like, you know. <laughs> when the last time you cried, Martin? Bro, fucking, when did I not cry? I, bro, I, the last I, time you remember, what is it? Uh, like a big, big cry? Or a just. Tear, a tear that made it to your, your Every cheek. day. Every, oh, okay. Almost every fucking day. I think I got more fucking estrogen. I got to fucking start finding some testosterone. Because <laughs> fucking, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting fucking soft, homie. Like, I'll be, I'll, I'll watch a, 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 a we, we, dude, we watched a fucking, that, some Christmas fucking movie, a new Christmas movie uh, a while back. And, and uh, you know, a Santa Claus movie, La Chingada, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I had a fucking tear <laughs> coming down my fucking, bro, I'll watch something stupid, bro. Like a, a, a any movie, almost any movie, makes me choke up. It's age, up, bro. You know? But uh, it's good that you, you can feel, you have emotions that can feel that. So there's people that watch that stuff and walk away like, eh, fuck you know, fuck, yeah. yeah, that's fucking wrong. And, and, and uh, but yeah, we were told men don't cry. Men are strong. Men provide. Men do this. Women cook. Bro, I was fucking in my late teens, early 20s arguing that women's it was a woman's job to wash the dishes you know that's not that's not a guy thing that's a woman thing bro how ignorant and again that wasn't anything that came out from me this is something that was taught to me this is something that was programmed into me where finally like you look back and you're like oh my god what a fucking asshole what an (laughs) asinine thing to say this is a woman's job. This is a man's job. This is what dudes do. This is what chicks do. It's not that easy, man. As humans, we're wired to do so many things to limit it to what's on the pink side and the blue side hurts us as human beings. 
I'm, so, I'm going to admit it. I like doing laundry. I love doing laundry. <laughs> and I swim with the shirt on, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I enjoy doing laundry. It's yeah. relaxing to me, and it's the one thing that I feel like I contribute. But again, a lot of dudes would say that's a woman's job. Yes, yes, and I don't care. You know, as long as I get to do it in the fucking comfort of my own home. And Bro, the you got to wash your own clothes. You fold your own clothes? But, you know what? I fold my clothes because yeah. it's a good size. You get a pair of jeans, and, and you fucking, fucking, <laughs> let's, let's that, right? But then my wife's little blouse comes out, and it's got like four, five straps. I, I don't know how to fucking do this. So I'll get it, and I'll just lay it on top of the bed, you know. But it comes out of the dryer. Uh-huh. That's like a like a... Halfway planchado, right? Yes. You get it. You kind of like smooth it out. And I'll do that. My wife's clothes. She's got a pair of jeans. I'll fold them up. I'll, I'll hang them or I'll put them where she puts it. But those fucking strappy shirts, I'm not touching that. I go, I don't yeah. want to fuck it up. And I'll, you know, it's just, we go off. It's just, I don't want to cheat cheat because I didn't fold it right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fold it right. I don't know. Put the cheat cheat back in there, baby. Oh, that's funny, bro. Yeah. yeah but, you know, I enjoy doing laundry, man. I'll admit I, it. Dude. You know, like uh, cooking was supposedly a woman's job. I grew up watching my dad cook. My dad was, uh, uh, he worked in a restaurant. So he cooked. He taught me how to cook. He taught me how to make different things. Uh, I remember the first time, like, I saw, like, my mom would make scrambled eggs, and there were scrambled eggs, and they were all right. Uh, but this motherfucker made scrambled eggs, and he chopped up some fucking um, uh, green onions, and he chopped up a, a, some fucking tomato. I don't know, you know, like a la mexicana type yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And he scrambled them, and I was like, oh, to taste... Your taste buds as a kid are just exploding. You get older, you smoke, you fucking eat ass. The sensitivity goes away. But as a fucking kid, I, those green onions were so powerful on my palate that that was the best eggs I'd ever had. So then I started, like, the, the green I chop them up, and I make my scrambled eggs at a very young age, you know? So I was never, like, so which is crazy that I was fighting that washing the dishes was a woman's job. I think it was just me being lazy, <laughs> using that as an excuse yes. to not wash the fucking dishes, you <laughs> yeah, know? Uh, I, you know what? I, I always ask this question. I, I, I say, I think men are better cooks than women because they do it as a choice. They weren't brought up saying you got to do it. So when you choose to do it, you do it because you want to. Women are supposed to hey, go make me this and they go out there and they fucking slap it around. I'll put mothers, you know, mother, mothers are exempt because mothers are badass. But if you get a couple of fucking young people, I think men become the best chefs because they chose to do that. And it wasn't part of who they're supposed to be. And again, I don't think that that's the school of thought anymore. For many years, though, it was, you know, you met a girl and the first question people would ask was, what well, can she cook? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, yes. no, no sabe cocinar, como te vas a casar? How are you going to get married if you don't know how to cook? You know, it's like, oh shit, my bad. Um, uh, I love that now they tell you when it's fraud risk, you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, look. <laughs> you know what, my, um, uh, my girlfriend's name, I put her under uh, uh, Scam Likely. Uh-huh. So now when she calls and oh, it's baby, it's fucking Scam Likely. I don't want to nice. ask her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, 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 it's, uh, what's I talk about? Cooking, you know? Um, it, it was like, sabe cocinar, does she know how to cook? And it's like, the fuck out of here, bro. I can cook. Yes. I know how to cook, you know? Uh, I, better talent is fucking, uh, you know, how's your dick sucking skills, you know? Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I can't do that, but I can cook, you know? <laughs> um, so 
It's, you know, what are your thoughts? What do, how, what do you believe? What do you think? What, what do you, you know, how, what is your, your, your philosophy on this or on that? You know, those are way more important questions than, well, can't you cook? You know, it's such a fucking caveman question. Yet people are still asking that. That's funny you say that because I used that same phrase two months ago. And I'll admit it. We were there in my kitchen. And we're uh, we're making you know lunch or whatever it is. My daughter, she's twenty two, she's making something, and I go, "Hey, Natty, that's you know, that's that's pretty good." And you have to say, "Ya te puedes casar." The minute <laughs> they make, the married. minute they say you can cook, "Ya te puedes casar," yeah. and, and and I don't know why I said that. I think it's because I've heard it in the past, and that's the kind of shit you tell your kids when mm-hmm. they make something good. Yep. Do I believe in that? No. Hey, let me see your W two, and I'll let you know if you get married. There not because you, you not because you Bro, can make some is taquitos. that the fucking qualifying factor? Can you cook? Right. Like this is yeah. how I'm basing the fuck out of not, here, not, man. Not, not nowadays, but, maybe but, 50, but, 60 years uh, ago. One hundred percent back then. Back we then, were in black and white. You yeah. know, you know, fifty years ago, you're talking about that was the fucking sixties. Yes. You know, in the sixties, dude, women were still fighting for equal rights. You know. Uh, they were just starting to get, you know, uh, uh, in the in the um, in the game, uh, which is, you know, dudes would would be it, it was way acceptable to fucking be like, okay, toots, you know, get me some coffee, you know, my the the, 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 the spank the, your secretary, bro, spank your secretary, have her get you some coffee, and it's like that was the shit that people were doing, and I mean the shit look. And me and Hooter say this all the time, and uh, we say it jokingly, but we pretty much mean it when we say men are fucking trash, you know. And I'm like, I'm no soap box, like I'm not like a feminist or nothing like that. But as men, we do some fucking evil shit, and we've we've done some evil shit in the past, even more so than now. That whereas, like again, women were getting paid a quarter of what men were getting paid and they had way more education yeah. than dudes, you know? But the dudes were running shit, yeah. you know? You look at history and you look at all the people that did all the fucked up shit, I don't see one fucking woman in that fucking thing, you know what I mean? I don't. Fucking, there's no fucking women that We started, started electing some women, man, I think these are so fucking... Start falling into place. You know, I, 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 it's we've tried the dude... Uh, the dude way for a long time, and you know, I mean, look, we got we got Donald Trump in office, and I'm not trying to get political, but look at how he handles shit. It's like, well, fuck it, you want to fight? <laughs> it's like such a typical fucking old school dude. Yes. It's like, well, we could kick your ass, eh? Like my fucking homies are way more than your homies. I mean, it's gangster shit. Yeah, he does, at a he whole another level. He does a chivalry. <laughs> yeah. His always show up. But you know yeah, what? But, but the Marines show up when he whistles. <laughs> exactly. Not the cholos. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean? He's like the little cholo that talks all the trash and everybody fights for him. You know? Bro. But yeah, guys, he's but, a little cholo at 24 hours on Olympic and Salta, right? Yes. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Shit. Hey, let me, let me ask you this. But was he the right president to have to fucking go against uh, the North Korean little Kim, you know? Because that dude was crazy. Hey, we just backed him with fucking crazy. Early. He's still crazy. Um, I, look, I don't, look, bro. Here's the thing. When you've got uh, nuclear weapons and you've got somebody that's creating nuclear weapons and, but also has backup from people who have nuclear weapons... 
You're no longer, you know, back in the day when you're standing and you're chesting up to somebody. Well, fucking do something. Well, you do something. A chingazo you could recover from. When you're doing a standoff and it's nuclear weapons, it's a whole nother level of, is this the right guy? You know, so I, to be honest, I don't know that there is a right guy for that position. You know, uh, when the Bay of Pigs, when um, John F. Kennedy had the standoff with uh, with Cuba and and the the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, bro, we were this fucking a hair away from total nuclear annihilation. Uh, If there would have been somebody else in that position, how would they have handled it? Uh, we might not be here to talk about it, you know. Yeah. So, so when you're dealing with the stakes being that high, I really don't think that um, anybody's qualified for that shit. Uh, I, I, I don't think that you know. Nuclear energy is one thing, and could it be harnessed? Can it be used? I, I don't know the answer to that. But nuclear weapons that can cause the devastation and the destruction that they can cause, uh, I don't think there's any place for them on the fucking planet, to be honest. There's no reason to have that much destruction at your disposal. Now you have, whether if you believe in God or not, you have the equivalency to create destruction of biblical proportions. I, yeah, I agree. No, no one person should have that much control. That no, much power. no, nobody. There no, is no right no, person. No, no, no. So that I mean, when you say, "Is he the right person?" Again, not nothing personal against him. Nothing political. Nobody uh, has that kind of uh, uh, should have that power. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I see it as uh, taking care of kids. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 crazy aggressive kid. If he goes swat him, he you're just feeding himself. You know, so you give him time out. You know. So that's uh, I think you always go the opposite, you know. So that's why you know that's like you said you can't. It, two people want to fight and they're like aggressive. That if they fight, they just feed in who they are, you know. So. I mean, one of the early tweets was I got a bigger button. <laughs> it's, like, it's like homie, <laughs> sword fights, huh? Yeah. Bro, that's a fucking dick waving contest yeah. at all yeah. another yeah. level, sword fight. homie. Sword fight, you man. know, it's like <laughs> fucking. Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get my brother. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's let's just turn this to a, a lighter side right here. You know, right, we're going back and forth. You know, you've been in the game for a while, Martin, and uh, you see other people coming up. And I was going to use Frankie an example, but Frankie doesn't apply because um, what would you give a young advice to a young young comic? You know, you're you just out of high school. This is what you're trying to do. What advice would you give him? Or Frankie, he's an older guy starting to do comedy. You know, there's different people, right? Yeah. Frankie's an older guy doing comedy. You know, he's a... Uh, He's not a starving comic, as you can see. He's, he's, he's well-nourished. You have, a, you have a young guy out of high school who just start doing comedy. They go all in. You know, the they young guys, they go all yeah. in. And... I'm sleeping in the car in front of the, the improv just, you know, to get a spot. What advice would you give people that are starting the game? The, 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 not, not the Frankie guys. It's <laughs> um, I, I would say go up as often as you can. Uh, the best advice anybody gave me was um, talk about yourself, uh, make it personal, because that way nobody could accuse you of stealing. 
and then go up, you know, go up, go up, go up, go up. Uh, the, I think that people get so caught up on, you know, I want to get this, I want to perform here, I want to perform there, I want to, they, they see these milestones as a, a level of uh, success, you know, where the reality is this is one of those things that you got to be in the trenches, you know, you got to be going up as often as possible it takes i don't know how many hours to become a master of of a craft you know and so when you i'll meet somebody that tells me i've been doing comedy for fucking five years and i'm like okay five years how often do you go up oh i go up once a month and i'm like well there's a motherfucker that's been doing it for one year who goes up every night sometimes twice a night that person that goes up twice a night every night is going to be eons ahead of the motherfucker that's been doing it for five years that goes up once a month. So you can't measure it by time, you know? Uh, you measure it by stage fucking hours and stage time mm -hmm. and different audiences. And, and, and there's so many, uh, you know, I, by no means am I a, a, a comedic fucking guru. Uh, nor, nor, but from what I know, from my own personal experience, is getting up as much as you can. If you're not getting up on stage, you're not creating new content, you're not creating material, you're not sharpening your shit. There's dudes that have been doing this for fucking 20 years and have the same 45 minutes to an hour that they've had since three years, four years, five years into their comedy career. Uh, you gotta constantly write, 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 and do new shit. You know, when I started doing comedy in Spanish, it was like starting over. It was literally figuring out. Whoa, you know, you you you're you're dealing with a different language, but you're also dealing with different nuances. You know, when I first started doing comedy in Spanish, I started translating everything, translating word for word. And then I quickly realized, wait, you're not trying to get word for word. You're trying to get this idea out there. Whatever words you need to use to get this idea out there or this 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 premise, this yes. thought, this joke, use those words. Some of these words aren't going to translate, you know. So uh, it, it's a constant evolution. It's a constant learning. But if you have passion for it, you're going to find a way to keep going up. Stage time is stage the, time. Stage, stage time, time is is a thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, I because mean, that's where you get your fucking your reaction from the crowd. This bro, worked. This didn't. This is a different crowd. This is how I deal with these people. You get thirty five pound weights and you do fucking forty curls every fucking day, and you do that shit for fucking a year. You're gonna have some fucking guns. Yeah, that, that's just yeah. it. You fucking pick them up once a month. Ain't shit gonna happen. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. You can, but you, but you're still lifting weights. Both of you are lifting weights. Which one's gonna get the results? The motherfucker that's doing. And if even if that's all you do is the goddamn curls, you'll have a beer belly with a fucking python. You know, gonna pinch his guns right there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, that's a, that's a good answer, man. That's a good answer because. You know, people don't understand that. Like, I've been writing for months. I go, how long have you been on stage? I haven't. Oh, that kind of, you don't know if your recipe, your formula works. You, you got to try it. Yeah. You got to try it. You got to, and you got to fail. The 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it yes, 10,000? The, the, the 10,000 hour rule, yes. Yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, I knew there was like a X amount of time. And, and bro, you can get to 10,000 hours. How many hours are you going to need a week to get there? And, and again, just because you're five, 10 years in, if you've only been doing five minute spots True. once a month, think about that. That's mm. what uh, five times 12 is 60. Mm -hmm. That's an hour a year. Man. That's an hour in a year. That's, that's five hours that you've done comedy in five years. Five hours. Yeah. There's a motherfucker that's doing an hour and a half every time he gets on stage five times a week. And what week, in one week, that dude is doing what it took you five years to do. You know? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the, uh, the, I mean, I saw your show that you promoted on uh, the ice house. Are you going to start promoting like more shows? Uh, you and your, you know, Hooter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're, we're, we're putting together some shows. We're... Heading to the uh, Imperial Valley in March. We'll be out there March 20th over at a place called Inferno over there in Brawley. Uh, then from there, we're, we're heading to Tucson, Arizona. So, you know, we're promoting shows here and there. We do some shows in town as well, you know. Um, been doing some Spanish shows at the yes. Ice House. Uh, and fucking, you know, just uh, fucking I did. I was just in, um, I did a show with... Uh, Gabriel, G. Riley, Armando, and Alfred, uh, a couple of uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, over in um, Brea. Yes. So the at, picture, at the yeah. Improv, yeah. So you know, I mean, it's it's just uh, and and again, there's a bunch of places that I've been crashing that it's just fucking you know, dude. I'll crash an open mic sometimes. I'll 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 go up uh, just because. I want to go try something. I want to go try this. I want to go try that. I want to go see if it fucking works here. If it works here, it's going to fucking work. A lot of times I'll just go up there with a fucking idea or, or a story or, or something that, you know, I used to want to go up on stage and just fucking smash every fucking time, you know, and that's great if you can, yes. but when you're working something out you know you got to be prepared to tweak it you know and and so a lot of times you show up to an open mic and bro joey diaz is selling out across the country and he's when he was getting ready for his last special he was crashing open mics and and signing up and a lot of these places you got to pay for stage time yes and he would pay his fucking money and they'd be like you don't have to pay your fucking joey diaz no fuck that and 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 and, and he did it not just to work out but to remind himself I gotta stay hungry. I gotta stay sharp. I gotta stay on top. All these motherfuckers right here want what I have. I don't want to lose sight of 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 you know. It's easy to get to a place and then you forget uh, what got you there. You forget the drive. You forget the dream, and then you start taking a lot of shit for granted. Yes, yeah, like boxers with still cheats. Yes. You know what I mean? They get comfortable mm -hmm. and they lose that drive. You know? Yeah. Like, that edge. You know? Yeah. Yeah, oh man, cool. that, you know you know what that is fucking that is that's fucking great fucking advice, man. Um, uh, Sabes que Martin, we uh, I what did I tell you? I appreciate you coming out because I was telling Frank, I go, I go, he's not gonna benefit from this. This benefit is just for us. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> if you see how many listeners we have, you'd be like, fuck, I'm doing this for you. Not uh, for, but I appreciate you coming out because this is just, you know what I mean? You're, you're really fucking, 
I really appreciate you coming out here, Thanks, bro. Man. You drove out here and, you know. Uh, other than man boobies, man, I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, thank you for fucking joining us today, man. No, dude, you guys are, you guys are good people. You guys are, uh, uh, you know, here, here, here's, the, here's the other side of it. You know, when, when um, uh, we go back and forth with DM. You know, uh, with you guys as pot, I go back yes. and forth with you guys, and and uh, you know, um, you guys heard me on the you know a few other podcasts and blah blah blah. And, <laughs> you know, when when I when you hit, uh, I, forget, I don't know which one of you guys was it that hit me up and said, "Fucking," you know, when we hit our one hundredth episode, uh, we'll we'll hit you up to come on, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, man, I don't, I don't want to be the one hundredth episode guy." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Because like, here's the here's the thing. I I I I appreciate the fact that you guys are two dudes in a garage uh, with you know you got your fucking jobs, you got your shit that you do, you're doing your families, and you're just fucking talking. And uh, the podcast world is so vast and so big, and it's good to see brown faces representing you know uh we're not all cholos we're not all we, we were all fucking we all probably grew up with cholos but we're not all cholos we're not all rapists and drug addicts like you know some politicians would say uh we have different stories we have different backgrounds we have different uh, perspectives we're not all catholic <laughs> we're not all yeah. you know uh, uh whatever the case may be we have different voices and the fact that you guys are putting your voices out there is badass. And, you know, I, I, if I can support it in any way by if I'm just driving out here and hanging out with you guys and fucking chilling, I'm, I got no problem doing that. I, I feel like we've had a, a pretty decent conversation, got yes. to know you guys a little bit more. And, you know, you, you guys got to fucking hear me rant about all my fucking craziness and shit. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, dude, thank you guys for inviting me over. Uh, uh, and, and, dude, keep on fucking doing your fucking thing. Keep on, grinding, keep on fucking, you know, sitting here having a few beers and fucking, you know. Uh, next time uh, I get over, I, uh, I fucking come over, if, if I come back again, if you guys invite me back, I'll fucking bring some fucking beers and i'll get a ride that way i could fucking pound with you and we can fucking you know really fucking do it up bro you know, hey, you know what there's very few people out there who have an open invitation kiko does noelia mm. does and you have an open invitation to come on whenever you want so you just he just hit us up and say hey man uh uh i'm on next friday so hey. let us know whenever you're available you can I know you're a Tecate drinker, right? Or I, is... Yeah, I love Tecate, bro. I fucking, I'll, you know, bro, bro. And it's funny because I'll try to buy a 12-pack sometimes, and then I look at the price of the fucking 18-pack, and yeah. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> For another goddamn 99 cents, <laughs> I can get fucking six more That's beers. Sense, right? Bro, and then I'll get the 18-pack, and then I'll be walking to the register, and then there's a box of 30. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> For an extra dollar, I get fucking dude, and, and it comes with four lemons, bro. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. They got this giving it away, homie. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the hipsters and shit are drinking the Modelo right now and 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 things, but fucking, you know, an old school Tecate just uh, reminds me of, of of being in Mexico with my uh, with my with my uh, family, you know. What part uh, of Mexico are you from? Uh? Sonora. Sonora, Sonora okay. Mexico. Uh, yep. And I remember being a teenager, going to Hermosillo, drinking caguamas of Tecate with my cousin and his homies. You know, I remember being like maybe yeah. 13. These motherfuckers were like 19. 
and I'm fucking hanging out, and they're fucking, you know, smoking weed and fucking drinking beer, and there I am, fucking smoking beer. <laughs> don't I mean, don't throw the bottle away. And, yeah, no. and, and, and Borsa was worse bottle. Oh, than the yeah, 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 yeah. You return them, and then you pay $2 for a whole. Yep, you, gotta, you go back and get your fucking deposit. And yeah, things, yeah. yeah. The deal's hanging, handing over a beer to you, you know, you yeah. think you're on top of the world, you know, Dude, just giving you a beer, man. you know? Bro, I mean, my dad used to give me beer my whole life. I got, my dad never, you know, he, I, I was at the bar with my dad as a toddler, homie. Like, he would take me to the fucking bar, and I remember being there, and, uh, I have recollections of people giving me chips, fucking biker chicks with fucking big ass titties right there, <laughs> homie. Uh, you got to figure this was in the 70s. Yes. Oh, uh, my dad used to go to a biker bar around the corner from the house. Uh, and and uh, that's where he learned. He learned how to speak English at bars. He wouldn't go to uh, he wouldn't go to bars with with Mexicans. He'd go to bars with uh, with white people. Biker. And, and bikers and shit and he fucking hung out with those crazy motherfuckers and that's uh that's where he learned how to speak english you know so his favorite one of his favorite words was chicken shit you know and i guess <laughs> back in the day was fucking if you called somebody a chicken shit you know you called somebody a chicken was yeah. bad and then you called somebody a chicken shit like now it's like get the fuck out of here you know but back in the in the 70s a chicken shit was like hey, dude what the fuck so you know he picked up those kind of fucking words and shit but but yeah he always gave me beer i, I grew up with beer and you know not 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 proud of that you know uh, i don't think you should be feeding your kids beer but that's how the it was a different time man i i he never told me not to drink and drive. My my dad fucking he would give me one for the road, yes, which man. was so irresponsible, so fucked up. But hey, I mean, I'm still here, and for that I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I your chicken <laughs> shit nowadays is good for the skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the elders giving you drinks when you're at our age, mm -hmm. it, it just taught us how to manage it at a later age, you know. Sure. Uh, they give mean, you anything. How old were you when you gave uh, your son his first pistol? How old was he or how old was I? Him. He was 20, about to be 21. And oh, I really? knew he drank. Uh, I knew he drank. Uh, you know, my his uh, his girlfriend gave him a, uh, a ping pong table. You know, and I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know this motherfucker liked ping pong that much. Like, I really thought he liked ping pong. Yeah. Little did I know... <laughs> These motherfuckers were playing beer pong in the living room while I was on the road, bro. You know, and, which is fucking good for him. I didn't. I wasn't. I was in the quarters generation. I was never in the beer pong generation. But so I know he drank. Uh, but I, I didn't want to have. And now we've we've drank together. We drink together now, and we've 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 drank together since then. Uh, we've we've gotten loaded together. Uh, but. I didn't want to have the type of relationship that I had with my dad where we would pound and I was still a teenager. Like, I'm sitting there and my dad was the kind of guy that he, he, he wanted to be the last dude standing. And, and a lot of the guys that I grew up with, you know, some of them rest in peace because their livers couldn't make it. Um, we would pound and it was a, an unhealthy, you know, I like to have a few beers, you know, and, and but back then we just used to just, take down fucking case after case yeah, which man. was like fucking insanity there's yes. no reason for that you know but we would do it and and we had this fucking high tolerance and and when you're sitting there going toe to toe with your dad it's fucking it's not there's it's not you know i, I, I was gonna say it's not healthy but 
in a lot of ways, that was the only relationship me and my father had. If we weren't drinking, we weren't really communicating. He wasn't very expressive and shit like that until he got loaded. So we'd get loaded and then he'd start singing like all these old school Mexican songs. To this day, if I hear a song that I haven't heard in years, I'll still know the lyrics because talk about getting it ingrained in your head. Yeah. This man, I would fall asleep listening to him sing all these old school Jose Alfredo Jimenez songs, Cadete oh, uh, songs, fucking all. He would sing those at like, at like at, and later in life, I heard the songs and I was like, oh my God, that's the song this motherfucker used to sing, you know? Uh, and I knew it. I knew the song. I didn't know who Jose Alfredo Jimenez was, obviously, as a kid, but I knew the songs. I recognized the songs. And uh, some of them, I was like, oh, this motherfucker made this shit up. He's saying, you know, and, but then I hear him, I, I was like, what the fuck? You know, he'd be, bienvenido, primero navido, donde esta tu prenda, mavida, like yeah. some crazy yeah. shit, right? Or, but, but he'd sing those type of songs. He'd sing the song called El Gato Viudo. He'd sing these fuck, and then plus all the rancheras. So it was, uh, it, 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 as, as dysfunctional as it was, it's some of the fondest memories are of that so you know was it right was it wrong i don't know but it is what it was yes and that's you know that's 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 uh that's how you know i I think what parents got to realize is that 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 the the hardest part or just the first step is just just try being there then you work on the rest you know your dad said, fuck it, I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink here with my son. Yeah. And then we'll work on the rest later. So that's, you know, the rest of it was dysfunctional, but he was there, so that was good. Yeah, you know? and, and and to his credit, you know, I mean, that's what he, um, he didn't have that. You know, his dad died when he was really young. You know, he, he had a crazy traumatic fucking childhood. Again, that's a whole other podcast in yeah. itself. I'm not trying to do the life and times of Martin's dad right now, but... He worked with the tools that he had. As limited as his toolbox was, it's all that he had. When I was younger, I might have judged him for that. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize this poor motherfucker was just working with the tools he had, which was a very small tool chest available to him. And uh, he did, to his credit, a great job with the little that he had. Yes, all right, man. Shit, that you know, that's fucking, that's fucking great, man. Uh, Martin, you got any? Uh, re- uh, I'll let you know the timeline so that you know what to shout out. We're gonna release this uh, mañana. Okay. So if you got anything coming up, any coming up that uh, you wanna talk about, dude, hit up martinmoreno.com uh, at Martin Comic on Instagram if, if 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 it's easier for you guys. And all my uh, links to dates and tickets are all right there. Uh, check out the Yo 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 podcast with Martina and Hooter. And if you speak Spanish, check out the No Te Asustes podcast with me and uh, comedian Peter Loaiza, a.k.a. Pinchy Peter, where we do uh, we talk in Spanish and, and, you know, we talk in Spanish. Yeah, it's in Spanish. And we cover a lot of things that, you know, like we were talking earlier about religion and then the Niño Dios and El Santo Niño and the different incarnations of the Santo Niño and you know the, the the way that Catholicism was spread. We we touch pretty much on fucking everything, and um, 
yeah, so uh, thank you guys so much for fucking inviting me on and, and, and keep on doing your thing. And again, it's good to see fucking brown faces being represented in this world of podcasting. Thank you. It doesn't get any browner than us, is that? <laughs> Brown more than nothing. What do you got, Frankie? Yeah. Uh, hey, next Wednesday is another one of those Kura shows. Oh, yes. So, I'm actually going to host it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, On the 22nd. 22nd. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm one of the opening guys right there. So oh, nice. Everybody come through. Check out the show. Yeah, La Cura in, in uh, uh, Boyle Heights or East LA? Boyle Heights. In Boyle Heights. In Boyle Heights. Cesar uh, Chavez and Paramount. Mott. Cesar Chavez and what? Mott. Mott. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, that should be. Uh, I think Jesus Trejo's on the lineup, too. And, yes. and I don't know who else is on the Juan lineup. Juan Garcia. But... Nice. And uh, I forgot the lady's name, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the Paramount. Come check it out. Uh, that's on the 22nd of uh, fucking January. Bro, it's already the 22nd of January in the Madrid. Next week, in a week. Yeah, yeah. You uh, know what? I, I enjoy that spot. I really like that because the waitresses come out quick. Uh-huh. And you, know, you, you can see I enjoy drinking my beer. I, I can see. <laughs> and those waitresses come out. They see them at cervezas. I really enjoy that spot, man. I like going there, you know? Yeah. I love it because it's close to my job. So I usually go and hang out for a little bit and then go, go to work, you know? You work at night? <laughs> I work at night. Oh, hold on, man. I drive a, a Class A vehicle for, for my employer, UPS, you know? Nice. You've been I, with UPS for a long time? Uh, yes, uh, 27 years. Holy shit. I, I delivered in the Hollywood area for 15 years, you know, as a UPS guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Never a dumb moment over there. <laughs> bro, 27 years, uh, uh, a lot of people don't commit to anything for that long, so big props, bro. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome. All right, Frankie. Well, we're, uh, anything we say before we leave? Cool, that's all I got, man. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Martin, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, Appreciate my pleasure. It. Thank you very much, Martin. All right, guys. Oh, Peace.